Jesus is known as the lily of the valley and the rose of Sharon. And truthfully, that worked wonderful when you think about graves into gardens, because that goes along with that whole analogy. But if you can find that description to Jesus, are we missing something? Find out next on Table Talk. Hey, everybody, this is Kyle Gatlin. I'm here along with our senior pastor, Dr. Hayes McKay, as we have another edition of Table Talk. And just to remind you of why we call it Table Talk, we are at a table and we are talking, hence the name Table Talk. So, Hayes, this past week, um, one of the things you mentioned uh, in your message uh, that uh, that was aired at 9.45, and obviously everybody can catch up with that on the podcast or YouTube, everywhere else that you have access to the sermons. One of the things that you mentioned, and, and I made a note of this truthfully as uh, as I was sitting there on the front row, because there's nowhere else to sit, by the way, <laughs> so I just on the front row. Um, one of the things I'm when you said we underestimate the power of Jesus, and and so, and you went into a couple of places about the power of Jesus, and and I think, in in my opinion, in our Western world, I think we probably do miss that power of Jesus that maybe other parts of the world don't miss, but for some reason we don't get that. So so my question is to you um, well let's just do two part question and we can go with whatever order you want to. Um, so how do we miss it or and or you know how how can we access it? I guess and that's sort of open ended question for you to go whatever direction you want to go with that. Good. Hey and thanks and hey to everyone. Hope everybody's doing well. Um you know, it, it, one of the things I was doing this past week is I was studying for Easter. Um, it was very clear to—well, I shouldn't say clear, but it was coming to me that um, along with the power of Jesus, what does it mean before that? Um, what are the steps? What is it sometimes that is difficult to get in the—that gets in the way of um, of Jesus and of his power in our lives? I um, And I—, I I said something last week um, that um, I hope resonated maybe with one, two, or just me. But it, it, um, it's when I said that you know, so many people think they have a better way, but they don't have a universe. And I was talking about that uh, that arrogance can many times, you know, make us think that we can make better choices, we can make better decisions in our lives. And, um, and we think maybe even we have a universe. But when we wake up, Jesus usually uh, informs us rather quickly, you don't have a universe. And, uh, and the point is, of course, that Jesus is uh, uh, creator. And, um, and so he does have a universe and he does have all power. The, uh, to underestimate the power of God. Then, if 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 there's any truth in the idea of arrogance, uh, keeping us from understanding um, of the power of God, which I believe arrogance is a key word, um, then that that kind of at least helps me understand, Kyle, that um, maybe that's why sometimes when uh, people go through relationship troubles, uh, that's just one example, just kind of 
hit me while I was um, coming over for the podcast. Um, you know, that maybe maybe that's why sometimes people who are married or dating a long time, whatever, in relationship, and they um, and then they go through a, a maybe a season of conflict or difficulty or whatever it might be. And what they do is they they convince themselves they have a better way rather than um, maybe maybe it'd be a good checkup time. You know what I mean? Maybe there's somebody that we see. Maybe there's a friend we talk to. Maybe there's a a, a Stephen minister that we uh, that we use just to talk about uh, some of our experiences and feelings. And and so what I've seen is that oftentimes um, people will not. Um, will not make the decision of Jesus. Uh, what they do is, I don't know if they underestimate the power of Jesus or if they just convince themselves they have a better way in their arrogance. So I see that as one. That yeah, would be an yeah issue. and, and I, th- I think that's, that's what I see. That's what I see because, truthfully, I really see it when I look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Yeah. particularly when you, you brought up the Pharisees, and, and yeah. that was the big deal. Jesus had a big deal about the Pharisees because they were all about what they could do. Yeah. And and I can't tell you how many times I've been looking myself in the mirror and see a Pharisee mm-hmm. because I'm trying to do things my way. And and my wife doesn't call me a Pharisee, <laughs> but she will call me prideful yeah. Yeah, <laughs> because because yeah. I'm doing it my way and nobody else's way. But that I I think that's that that you, that you probably hit it right on the head with the majority of our people that struggle with this. It's not underestimating, underestimating Jesus's power. It's re, it's relying on my own power. Mm-hmm. I can make my choices. I I, I can do things the way I want to do them. And truthfully, in our world today, uh, the world says that's okay, and you should feel good about yourself, right? That's right. So I make my own choices, and and they're right because I think they're right, and I believe they're right, not necessarily according to the Bible. Yeah. And, and Jesus, I think Jesus sort of hit hit the the religious people in right upside the head with that, uh, because that's what they that's sort of what they were doing. Yeah. A, a lot of times. And I, I, I don't know about, you know, when you mentioned, uh, you, you've heard it from your spouse. Uh, I, I have too. So uh, they may be reading the same book, but, um, but it's, it's just kind of that idea of, yeah, you know, you're, uh, and you're right, the word used more at home is, is more prideful, that kind of thing. And it, you think your way might be better. And usually it's a wake up call to, uh, yeah, to, you know, yeah, maybe I was not looking at the power of, of Jesus. But uh, but yeah, I I really do believe that was just one of them that just kind of hit me on the way over here, and I just thought it was important um, as we make as we're so tempted to make our own choices, and like you said, the culture just says absolutely and feel good about that, and and um, but so often those choices can lead us um, in a direction that underestimates the power of God, and most and most of the times that that we have seen as pastors, we see people make these choices on their own, not relying on the power of God, not relying on the experience uh, and historical experience of Scripture that backs it up, and, and they make these choices, and down the road, it it just does not turn out well for them. Yeah. And and they wonder, truthfully, well, where was God in all this? Well, you, you didn't choose Him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so Yeah, that's exactly right. You, you made the choice of, yeah— the better way is my way, but that's not the better way. And um, 
and that that made me wonder about then you know then but then you asked a good follow-up question which was you know um you know that that sense of the power of god you know well to to have uh the power of god in your life and and you know you you want to be careful with that because you once again, you don't want to be arrogant on the power of God's side either. It's it's kind of like, well, I have the power of God, so now I can make any decision. And so the power of God seems to, at least in my own life, I can't speak for anyone else other than biblically what I've read, and that is, it seems like the power of God comes to us first after we've been either humbled or um, awakened, if you will, um, to some new reality in our lives that we need desperately. Sometimes it's just, it's just a desperate awakening, uh, a yearning, um, uh, an immediate need. That's sometimes how it really plays out too. And we're longing for uh, a power source. And we discovered now that our way isn't the way and that, um, and that this universe that we thought maybe we owned um, now owns us. And so we long for, a different kind of power. And so that's when I've seen people, not always, but a good bit of my journey is when they begin to turn to uh, the power source of God. And, uh, you know, we live in a world that tends to right now, and I think I even said it Sunday, we, we tend to want to make everything a softer, gentler world. And I think that's good in some ways. And, um, uh, and you know, Let's let's talk about and and I don't mean this in any judgmental way, but there's just you know let's look at all the feministic side and let's let's just you know that that kind of societal structure and I know it's about being compassionate, but sometimes we can carry that to a place that I think is uh, maybe not maybe wasn't what God had in mind and um, but I do think yeah absolutely Jesus is compassionate and kind and caring, but I do think it's clear. Um, in the scriptures that I was trying to show Sunday in like Matthew 4 and 5 and 6, um, where, you know, Jesus was just, um, you know, we were hearing him, as you, as you said, he was really talking to the Pharisees about the power of God, but also revealing to his disciples about the power of God, about this, there is this source that uh, connects us to the living Christ. And we discover many times that's really all we needed. Yeah, and, and I started thinking thinking about the compassionate Jesus and all the different words for Jesus. You know, the six pound three ounce baby board Jesus yeah. that everybody whatever whatever that whatever that phrase from Talladega Nights yeah. was. I can't really <laughs> yeah. remember it. But uh, and people think about that, and people think about compassionate Jesus. And and here's. I think I think I'm right on this, and you know I told you I told you a little bit ago. Uh, I, well, I don't want to get in here and quote scripture because I don't I don't remember everything. That's why I have a Bible app in Google so I can find everything. But it, it looks like to me the times that we saw Jesus compassionate was not to the religious people. He he was harsher to the religious people and even his own disciples who were seeking a different way. They were still think, seeking a quote unquote religious way because they're following Jesus. He was harsher with them th- than he than he was anybody else. He was com- very compassionate to those who were seeking, to those who were lost, those as he said, those who need a doctor. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking for those who are sick, and and so so that's you know I guess as pastors we have. We sort of straddle that fence at times, okay, because we're dealing with, by and large, on week in and week out, the majority of the folks 
that are, that are listening to this are, are, are believers. They're, yeah. they're people who are trying to follow Christ, and and that's where Christ is more harsher on. And and so so yes, I, Jesus is compassionate. He was harsh to those who are believers. And if you're listening to this, you know um, my challenge my challenge to you is all right. Jesus is 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 coming hard at you because you believe, because he knows there is so much more available for the believers. The 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 non-believer is just getting started. Yeah. Uh, but the, those who have professed faith in Christ and those who celebrated with us Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and and a majority of those on Easter, you know, he's challenging us. Look, there's so much more than what you're living now. If you just tap into the power that I offer, that is, you know, that is such a good and truthful uh, statement because, um, you know, I, I do think that Jesus had um, expectations. Uh, of course, the kingdom of God that He was ushering in, but He had expectations of um, if you're going to lead, um, it may not require perfection, but it does ask of you. Um, to demonstrate a life of love um, and a life of grace and goodness. A life of power will be given, but not power over people, but power to serve uh, the greater good, uh, power to uh, bring about uh, healing, power to, to change a life direction, you know, uh, power to calm the storms in your life. Um, you know, and I could just go on and on and, and uh, power to cast out demons, uh, power to, to heal the sick. So, so anyway, there, there, was, there was much that, and, and yet you're right, the Pharisees could not, would not touch anything like that, any person like that. And so their power became um, really a distance uh, between people and themselves. And I, you, you know, and that, that is a very challenging uh, to me when I think about those at times, you know, it can be even haunting at times. And not because I don't think God loves me, but just um, there is a power source available. And don't use it for your better way, Hayes, but use it uh, knowing full well that Jesus is the power of the universe. So that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, and, and he just said, don't lord it over anybody. So he, he set that example as a servant, truthfully, to everybody. Yeah. Um, he he did try to lord it over the Pharisees in, in, in a way that, that that actually a couple of them took hold of, Nicodemus and, yeah, that's right. and uh, Joseph Arimathea. Mm-hmm. They, they bought into it. These are two Pharisees that actually that bought into to the, the challenge that Jesus had. So so we're going to close out just with, with one other thought, and, and that is, you know, if you could sum up a way uh, to encourage people to tap into that power, and, and, and I'm just— just going to spitball sort of sort of my experience because I can tell you at times that um, you know partic- particularly since you know we've we've been done a lot of giving and take in the last few years as far as sharing responsibilities on Sunday mornings yeah. and preaching capabilities uh, and availabilities and all that stuff. I can tell you there's been some Sundays where I'm going like you know I don't think this is going to go over real well and and I, and I look at it and I'm going and it's Saturday night at ten o'clock. And I'm going, I ain't got time to change it. Tech crew's going to hate me if I try to make a change at, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock on Saturday night. So I said, I'm stuck with this. And so it's it's like when I got to that point, though, truthfully, 
I was going like, I, I, God, I can't do anything. Uh, that, that if anything's going to happen, it's going to be you. And so when when Kyle got out of the way and let yeah. that God work, and I'm not saying it was perfect, but I end up getting a couple of responses, a text messages from people. Thank you so much for for sharing or something like that. And and for me, I guess to to tap into Jesus's power was literally to to surrender that I don't have it. I don't have what it takes for ABC, XYZ, or, or whatever. And I just wonder, is there any other little hints or suggestions for people out there that that are that maybe have not fully tapped into the power that Jesus has for them? Any, any final thoughts that you want to give them? Well, first, I would, would love to say, of course, uh, and I appreciate you sharing that, that, uh, that, that, statement um because i think yeah over the last three years personally i always thought it was you've done a fantastic job but anyway i know you're not seeking all that because we we talk about it all the time but you're you know you handled that beautifully and but it was good to know that you've wrestled with it and good to know that you also you know struggled with it because that's a that would be real for people to know it may look like it's just easy and uh transitions like that come easy but they don't and uh and the work that we put into it. So thank you for that. And I hope that's helpful to people. And, and mine would be, it's kind of also interesting too. Mine, mine's kind of the flip side of learning about power. Um, and I want to give it, I want to make this real positive for people. Um, when you're, um, when you're at a place in your life where, you know, I, I've, I've preached my whole life, you know, 40 years of, um, of let God, let God lead, let God control. And I, and I really do believe it, but I didn't, it's kind of interesting, but I didn't have to live it until like the last, I hate to say it, the last three years. And um, where allowing myself to become, and this sounds so super spiritual, and I don't mean it that way, just learning how to become less and less about me and more and more about him, about Jesus. And you're, I know, like I said, that just sounds so spiritual, super spiritual, but I do not mean it that way. And, um, but as I have learned, and I think it's that, like I said, as I've learned that um, you, I don't have the better way. I don't have the better way. And I discovered that Jesus has hold of the universe. It, it, it at least gives me my first step of surrender. And, um, and so what I would say for those who desire a sense of Jesus's power, it, it really is. A, a just a moment declaring each day. I, it's every day. It's every day. And it's not a point of arrival, folks. It's not a point of arrival. It's a journey. It's, it's when we begin and we surrender the day and we say, I don't have the better way. I don't have it. And so, Jesus, you run the universe and I am yours. And um, I honestly mean that, Kyle. That's kind of where where I land and where I place my hope. And then to to have um, some uh, relationships that that love you along the way uh, make all the difference in the world. So that would be mine. Well, we thank all of you for uh, taking the time to listen to the ramblings of two preachers, (laughs) I guess is what we'll call it it today. Uh, I do want to encourage you to keep uh, 
watching us uh, on Sundays, tuning in, uh, if you catch catch the podcast of the sermon, uh, and then, of course, Table Talk each week. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have a little one-off thing uh, this coming up next Sunday, but May, I want to give you a little teaser for May. When pigs fly, what in the heck are we talking about in May when pigs fly? Well, you're going to have to wait to find out. Hey, have a great week. God bless you.